Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. Well, greetings, everybody. Harper LaBelle here with you, and welcome to another episode of Gwinnett Business Radio X. Uh, I look forward to our guest today, Takia Geralds, who will be with us in just a second. I am flying solo. Stephen is not with us here today, but Mike Salmon is operating from behind the glass, and he is our engineer here today, so Mike is always is with us, but uh, I will be flying solo with the exception of having Takia with us, and I want to let you guys know we've got a very interesting guest. You're really going to like her, and she is amazing. Her husband, uh, Devrin, who I met at the chamber meeting, will not be with us today. There was a death in the family, and Takia, you you know that he would probably want to take most of the airtime. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, not that I'm going to say everything, but... You know, now, most women speak more than men, so is that an issue for the two of you guys every now and then? Like, who's going to get to do more of the communications? Uh, depending on the circumstance, I'll nudge him and like, hey, you go. Oh, there you go. Well, good for <laughs> you. You take control. It's a great partnership, and we're going to find out a little bit more about it in just a second. But first, let's talk a little bit about one of our sponsors, Subaru of Gwinnett. If you're looking for a new or previously enjoyed vehicle, and you're making those final decisions, but you haven't considered looking at a Subaru yet, please do. You can enjoy the huge savings and hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people help you fall in love with their cars. SubaruofGwinnett.com. Join their family today. Come on in and see the difference. Go online. Again, a new, previously enjoyed. They have all kinds of different vehicles at a price range that would help fit within your budget. Subaru of Gwinnett. Well, Takia Geralds is a part of Turnaround Community Outreach, and it is a mental health service and a facility that helps take care of people here in the Gwinnett area. We'll talk a little bit about that, but first, Takia, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here today. And thank you for having me. And I know the circumstances are a little different with uh, a death in the family, so again, uh, our our sympathies go to you and and the loved ones that are involved with that. And Devon was not allowed to be here today because he had to go back, right? He had, he had to go visit with family. And there was a grandmother, I believe. Is that right? Yes, it was his grandmother. And she was 101 years old. So she lived a phenomenal life, well-traveled, educated uh, lady who was also very dear to me and really accepted me into the family. So God rest her soul. She had an amazing life and... Um, really brought a lot of joy to our family and your family is back in louisiana is that baton rouge is baton that right rouge, louisiana so i teased with you before we went on the air and say you really are bayou Bengals, yes. right <laughs> lsu tigers and you're in georgia territory right now and you, now we're in georgia we it, have had to shift <laughs> yeah. um but if the two teams play who would you be rooting for LSU, yeah, the home team, absolutely. But Kirby has done such a great dog, great job with those dogs. Um, it's very exciting to see them play as well. Now to see uh, 
a Baton Rouge girl come to Atlanta. What was it about Atlanta? You you, you mentioned uh, before we went on the air that you had a visit here. This was you when you were in college or right after college? Absolutely, yes. So um, I came to Atlanta for a Southern University versus FAMU football game at the Dome. And I started to travel around 75, 85. And I said, I love this place. Everything about it. I'm just impressed. The traffic, the, traffic, the smog, I'll the humidity. It. You love all of it. I loved all of it because it was so different from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where it's a small city. Mm-hmm. So to come here, see the big, large buildings downtown, I was just highly impressed. And three months later, I moved here. Wow. Boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Decision made. Decision made. And I came here and I found me a job. My family member allowed me to live with her until I found a good job. And I did so within 10 weeks. Uh, started providing mental health services um, and then got me a place to live. And I've been here ever since. You mentioned Southern University. What was your role there? You you were working for the university. Did you attend there and then afterwards? Uh, I, I sure did. I was basically raised on the Southern University campus. My mom was a teacher. My dad was the strength and conditioning and O-line football coach. Okay. And so when we moved to Kansas City, I knew that I was coming back to Southern University for school because that was my foundation. Um, so then I got a bachelor's in psychology there and went on to get a master's in mental health and school counseling. And after that, after graduation, I moved here. We'll go into the education and the, the, the mental health aspect. What an amazing field. They're always, even though you're learning something all the time and you're able to chart and document that, in my opinion, you're always learning something new. Always. Uh, the brain, whenever anybody figures out how well the brain works, uh, that guy gets a Nobel Prize pretty much, right? Or the lady. Definitely. What, what uh, enticed you in terms of going in that direction in the first place? You said your undergrad was, was in psychology. Was there something about that science that uh, captivated you and you just said, I want to learn more about it? Yes. Um, so at first I started out as a business major and I took my first required psychology class. Psych 101. Psych I think 101. that's what it was, right? There's 800 people in the room. <laughs> it's 800. You're Did you have your hat right. on backwards like all the guys in the back or did you you in the front with all the the different colored highlighters the pens the notebook that was me yeah that was me because to be able to learn how the brain works and the understand why we behave the way that we do that was so captivating and so I'm like do I really want to do business or am I really interested in helping people understand why they do the things that they do why they feel the way that they feel and why do they respond to certain things the way that they respond Mm -hmm. so then psychology had just taken me it's captivating. It really is. It and is. then you get involved with athletics. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So my dad started the strength and conditioning program at Southern University in like 1992. So uh, I, I did track and field. I was a SWAC champion in the women's weight throw. And after that, the strength and conditioning coach, he said, hey, I need an assistant. You've been in this weight room your entire life. What do you think about that? And I said, I would love to do it. So I trained men's, the football team, women's basketball, baseball. And that year, my baseball and women's basketball won SWAC champs. Wow. Won the SWAC championship. So, um, Welcome to your success, right? Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. No, really, I, I think that's fantastic. And then you're a part of this learning about the 
the physical training, nutritional training, and then on the side, you're with your degree, now you're learning about the mental, mental. training. Yes. And I can't think of a coach that I've ever had that doesn't at least use some form of that, you know, air quote, coach to motivate and to get people to do stuff that they wouldn't normally want to do or they wouldn't want to achieve more. I'm, I'm pretty good at this. No, no, no. There's much more in you. We got to get it out. And that's right. And that's what coaches do. And that followed up with you in terms of now you've got your doctorate a few years later. Okay. And how does that apply to what the athletics teach about training people and how to get the most out of them? Yeah. So it, it first starts with the mind. You know, how how am I going to be the best player, best athlete that I can possibly be? You have to shape your mind first and then your body will follow. So all the your training, all of your skill building, your agility, all those things start with your ability to think and your ability to create goals and standards for yourself and just really be able to execute on both levels. I'm really not as smart as you, so I'm just going to dumb it down a little bit. Okay. Is there any truth to the saying, your body will do what you tell it to Absolutely. do? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you tell your body, hey, I'm not working out today, you're not going to work out. You're not going to want to work not out. Gonna work yeah. out. But if you tell yourself, I'm going to do the best that I can, I'm going to get me 10 reps in. Or uh, I'm going to train to be a I'm champion, a, a SWAC champion. champion, or wherever you are. I'm a human SEC. champion. Absolutely. The f champion of my family. That's right. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, now, Takia, you are co-CEO mm -hmm. of the, the uh, Turnaround Community Outreach. Let's talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Who's the other? Your co-CEO, who's the other partner with, with uh, you? It's my husband. Oh, it's I should have known that. Like, okay. The great Dave and Gerald's. <laughs> so uh, my husband and I, we are the co-CEOs of Turnaround Community Outreach. Uh, let's say in March of 2020, there was a mental health business acquisition in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I said, hey, what do you think about taking over this organization? I think together we can do well, we can service the community, and we can provide employment to multiple counselors. And so we uh, purchased the business. We've had it now for almost three years. And we've really been able together to impact several lives, whether it's our clients, our staff, and just the community in general. Who is your target market when you term uh, uh, use the term uh, mental health and the outreach they're involved with that? Uh, what what are you looking? Who are you looking to help and to improve the lives of? Mm, everyone, anyone who has who's battling with some type of mental illness we are here to support so children ages 5 to 75 it can we definitely have a lot of children so and i fit within that category because i'm under 75 so I'm, <laughs> i am a child mike will tell me that all the time <laughs> Yes, so you do fit within that category. So anyone who comes to us, even if we don't accept your insurance, we will make sure that we provide you with some level of care and get you the the referral that you need or any community resources that you need. So just, we want to help anyone. Now you mentioned the business. So back in Louisiana, was there a franchise that was up for sale? Tell us a little bit about that, uh, the acquisition and your part of that. No, there was a, um, a female owner of the company and she was just exhausted because she really ran the company alone. And she said, I want to sell it. She told my mother-in-law about it and my mother-in-law brought it to our attention. I went to Louisiana 
Louisiana. I learned every single aspect of the business from the intake to billing to referrals, every aspect of the business. And so I brought my husband and I, we agreed and we started, you know, to take the leadership role directly afterwards. So Takia, was there a magic moment in that process to where you said, I, I see where the previous owner may have made a couple mistakes. You know, I'm not being disrespectful, but, sure. but I think I can do this and I can make this better. What, what was that magic moment for you? Um, the magic moment yeah, when we're training and I'm like, oh, man, I'm looking at these documents and I'm seeing where I can actually help the clinicians become stronger clinicians, providing them with more training so that they can provide our clients with better services just based off of documentation. Other than that, she did a great job. Mm -hmm. Someone's running a million dollar company like that. She did a great job, you know, but there were some things where I felt like it could be improved. But the difference with me and Dave Wren, you know, he's an engineer and I'm a licensed professional counselor. The difference is having an owner that's clinical. Yeah. It makes a lot of difference because we have the clinical aspect. Everything is uh, strong there. We have interventions. We have uh, the strategies that our clients need. So I think that's what makes it better is me being an actual licensed professional counselor instead of just a business owner owning mm -hmm. a mental health agency. Yeah. Well, I would think the two heads are better than one. Your ability to think things thoroughly through and say, I've looked at all the different options and I think we, we have the ability to go down all three of these and be a success and then Deverin's I, I would imagine his advantage is that okay I know how to get it done let's do it let's do it yes and that's what makes us a great team and we really split the business in half he does the you know the operations uh, the finance and then I'm able to take care of the clinical component and supervising our staff and then together we have a successful organization yes yeah, so it really appears like the personal touch would allow for you to be uniquely different than some of the other mental health and outreach uh, types of programs that are out there. What, what distinguishes you and makes you guys different? Um, we're really holistic. So we have our psychiatrist on board. So if medication management is needed, then you can go see our psychiatrist for that. Um, case management, if there's any linkage that you need in the community, whether it's food banks, clothes, um, rental assistance any of those things we're able to support you there we have individual therapy we have group therapy substance abuse out of um, outpatient treatment so I think with us being holistic we're able to help and serve our patients in a holistic manner mm -hmm. is there a specific event or a trauma that most people I'm not everyone's different I understand that and, and uniquely so but is there something that you guys try to target in terms of I think this is where we need to find out a little bit more about you mm -hmm. as a patient and we're gonna try to help you as turnaround would uh, by the names that we're, we're gonna try to take a, a, a bad series of events that are going on right now and get you in a 180 and spin you to the point where you can be a productive successful wonderfully included individual into the rest of the community but it, what what are you looking for to identify uh, or is there an identifier that you go yeah most people that we visit with had something happen in their lives mm -hmm. we try to bring that out to where it's no longer a trauma yes but it's something that we can now identify we know it was bad mm -hmm. but you're okay now and we're going to try to get you in into your tomorrows uh in a more successful way and not 
relive the, the the trauma of your past is that kind of a goal that you would that's have that's the go- ultimate goal okay. you did look are you in psych- <laughs> <laughs> look are you a psychologist you did an amazing well job. i was in that 101 class that one- <laughs> remember but i was I had my hat on backwards in the back with my feet up <laughs> look you should have been in the front with your highlighters because that was a great sitting next job. to that's, you yeah yes. absolutely that's what we do that's the goal so whenever our clients come in they receive a behavior health assessment there we are unpacking we're trying to figure out where the trauma stems from um, when did it occur how is it affecting you now what type of impairments has it caused whether it's occupational at school socially and then we develop a treatment plan and this treatment plan really guides and navigates the treatment so we're going to create goals what are your goals for your trauma I would like to eliminate flashbacks and intrusive thoughts. Okay, great. All right, so what are your objectives? Over the next 60 days, we're going to learn four to five coping skills to help reduce uh, trauma, okay? And then we have interventions. We're gonna be working on narrative writing, cognitive coping, cognitive restructuring. So that's our process and that's our flow in order to treat our our patients. Interesting that Education is obviously, in my opinion, a vital part of what you're doing. In other words, if you don't know what's affecting you or how it's affecting you, Mm. then we're going to have a hard time trying to heal you. For sure. So here's what happened. Explain it. They, most people already know, but here's why it continues to be a problem. You keep going back there. Yes. You keep reliving this in a way where you don't have to. Do you realize that, right? I guess so. Teaching people about what are the steps or the progression um, in, in terms of healing sure. um, and, and allowing them to go, oh, I get it. My, my wife had a book called What to Expect When You're Expecting. It was a birthing book that mm-hmm. tells you day by day, week by week, month by one, month, wh- where a woman can be in terms of her pregnancy okay. and what to expect. Why are you going through these cravings? And when she can read about it, and know ahead of time, you know, I'm really craving a burger right now. Pull off the road. I'm hungry. I want to eat right now. Well, most men are, uh, okay, I'm going to pull you over, but we don't know why. Mm-hmm. And when the wife says, I know exactly why. There's something that's happening, uh, development in the baby that is causing me to crave protein or carbs or whatever. Yes. I imagine that in the mental health process, there's a certain what to expect when you're expecting for the result aspect of that. And again, I mentioned the education just a second ago. Right. W- what, are, what do you offer in terms of being able to help people with their next steps? Mm-hmm. There's a follow-up. I'm not just going in one time, am I? No, you're absolutely not. There is a follow-up. So we usually treat patients for six months at a time so that we can get down to, you know, the process and what's next and what to expect and what you should Um, and how to cope with triggers and how to avoid certain circumstances and to know what's next, what's next. Uh, But psychoeducation is important because if you are suffering from bipolar disorder or anxiety, it's important to know where it stemmed from. It's important for us to educate them on symptoms and things that need to, and the treatment that they need in order to overcome and heal from these things. So it's, it's a process. And for some patients, it may be a year and a half. Yeah. Yes. And some patients we've had for two years, depending on the severity. So for six months, we would make work on the depression. For another six months, we may make work on the trauma. For another six months, we may work on your anxiety. So, or a combination of all. So, 
And to be fair, some people only need six or seven days some to people, figure that out. That's right. Some need months and months because the damage is deep and they don't know how to address it. Or um, you mentioned the depression. I would imagine fear. There's an anxiety. There's yes. a, um, uh, you mentioned the depression, but somewhere in there, there's a truth also. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to really understand what's going on. This was bad. Yes. And instead of being in denial, like if that was the word I was saying, oh, denial. Yeah. No, it didn't happen. It, it, uh, most men would say, ah, I'm okay. <laughs> how did you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then you as a lady got to go, no, no, mm -hmm. I, there, no, everybody goes through it. Everybody does. And we're here to help you. But you don't know how to get help because you're too busy in the denial stage to get to the next stage. And which sometimes would, that stage takes a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Especially when guys like me go, no, no, I'm fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. But and we, everybody around you goes, yes, there is something wrong with you. We need to help get that fixed. And usually it's the family that can identify the issues first because they're the ones that are around you. So it's good to bring in the family so that they can uh, let us know their perception of the oh, issue. Oh, no. Oh, no. You, you, <laughs> he's not telling you the whole, whole truth, truth and nothing but the truth right <laughs> yes, now. Yes. Yeah, that, and the, well, you're right. It I, helps I, so much with the with the process when the family's able to give us a little insight of what the patient is really dealing with. And then we can really work from there because we have more information. I would imagine that most people, there's a pain, right, mm -hmm. a trauma. And then they want to feel better. So the addiction aspect of that, or at least even if it's not a physical, you know, a chemical, uh, an alcoholic uh, addiction, but there's a, a denial addiction, yes. possibly, in yes. some cases. You try to bring that out as well and then get, okay, you're, you're in this process right now and you've been stuck here for a week, a month, a year, a decade. Mm -hmm. Now let's get a you transition. out of it. Yes. Absolutely. And that's that's our goal. Let's get you out of that and let's get you into a realistic mindset. This did occur. This did occur. Let's accept it. Acceptance is the next step. And then from acceptance, you can go into the healing process. So um, there there are steps almost like grieving. You have to go through anger, bargaining with the with the circumstances and then into acceptance. And then you're able to maintain from there mm -hmm. and you're able to just grow and know that whatever took place in your life, you're able to move on from it. Now, just about everybody has had an event, I would imagine. Yes. Um, you know, me getting rejected at the prom by the pretty girl that didn't want to go with me. That's not a overall trauma, but it, just as an example, there everybody is full of life stories that happen where, yeah, this didn't go my way. Or um, especially when you mention family, you know, a physical or verbal abuse, like you're oh. not very good. Or a coach saying something to you yes. that could really affect you. Mm -hmm. There's a positive aspect of that. The coach got, he believed in me. I'd go through a brick wall for him. And there's other times where the guy doesn't believe in you and it can be very detrimental. Right. Everybody has something. So um, there are people that are in mental health positions where they they can hardly function in, in society. Yes. Those are people that you can work with. But they're also your CEO level. They're business people that are going, oh, I haven't told anybody, but I really am struggling with this and people know that, that there's something going on there there's a tick that somebody has that to you know you say a certain word in a in a business meeting and they go off yes. um your range of being able to help people from the spectrum of from one side to the other from left to right people that everybody there's really nobody that you would say no we're, we're not interested in helping them is there no your, not at your all. market is is 
enormous. It's enormous. It's a forum. CEOs, entrepreneurs, to working, you know, people, people who aren't able to work due to disabilities, we're able to service them. Now, one thing we do, if, if I know that you have a certain economic status, we may place you with a, a licensed clinician where, or the psychiatrist where they can really understand um, where you are coming from and be able to help you even more so because we have licensed clinicians and then we have non-licensed clinicians. Okay. So um, based off of their expertise, that's how we will make sure that those per people are serviced. Once again, Takia Geralds with uh, Turnaround Community Outreach is our guest here today. Uh, Takia, I, I would imagine that there are um, privacy issues. I don't want anybody to know. How, how do you handle things like that? Oh, confidentiality is one of the our primary objectives. So first you sign an informed consent and we let you know that everything, before we even start our session, let you know that everything that's said in the session is confidential. It's like Las Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in what Vegas, happens right? What happens in, in this office. stays in this office. So, um, However, you also have occasions where you bring in family members, but right. that's obviously with permission of everybody involved, and that's correct? In the, and that's in the release of information. So you they'll create a list of the people who they don't mind sharing this information with and so we'll bring those people in accordingly based off of the client and you know the information that we need and how the family needs to support the patient so um yeah family members they are a part of the the healing process yeah would, but but later on let's heal you first but then let's bring in the family to make sure that they know they know that you're wounded or healing uh you're still in need um the the healing process is continuing and yes. so they don't beat up on you at a time when you you shouldn't be beat up on right and so that they know like the different warning signs and your triggers and they can avoid those things and help you through the process because the family needs psychoeducation as well yeah yes so if they can understand your not symptoms, everybody was in a psych 101 class. not everybody was there so that's our role to educate the family and the patient on what's taking place and how everybody can cohesively help the client to improve their quality of life what are the uh, characteristics that you see in some of the people that go I need help but they don't take that next step and and call you or um, uh, address it is there anything in particular that you you can offer in terms of look every we just a moment ago we just everybody has some sort of issues Everyone that they, they're dealing with yes a divorce uh, mm -hmm. a pain point of any kind right um, uh, what would be uh, the the best client for you that is one able to admit that I have a problem, right? That's right. Is and I, I guess is that step one. That's step one. Being able. I to recognize that I have an issue. Now, mm -hmm. some people will again denial. Will they? They won't. Ha they won't come to that step. No, not at all. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Move on. <laughs> right. Move yes. on. There's nothing to see here. However, but understanding, yeah, there, there kind of is an issue. Mm -hmm. And what does it take usually for somebody to step through that door? I'm sure there's a lot of fear or um, nervousness about, you know, actually admitting that mm -hmm. to a person like you. It, but you're there to help. So yeah. it, it starts with rapport. 
once your client knows that you are there for them and you want to protect them and what stay whatever they say stays in that office then they start to feel comfortable this is about you this is about the improvement of in your life it's about us like unraveling things that could possibly be wrong so once they feel like they are comfortable with you then they are able to feel be relaxed and say those things and unpack so if they don't feel that then they're probably going to stay in the denial stage but also the 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 right questions need to be asked okay like let's let's talk about this now at work um is there anything going on there where you feel you know impaired or anything socially are you socializing no i'm not why not because I I don't feel like it. Okay, go deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's really the probing that gets people to talk and to feel comfortable. But as a therapist, the rapport is so important to the point where you can either move forward or your patient will be stagnant based off of how you treat them and make them feel. Yeah, I would imagine uh, the listening process is critically important critical. for that. And body language. We have to be able to look oh, at yeah. the body language. Right. Like, okay, he's a little uptight. Okay, let me find some ways to help him to relax. So deep breathe. Let's just let's go through some deep breathing. Yeah. I want you to think clearly. Because, because it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. But yeah. You're, you don't act. I'm, I'm sensing right now that you, you're having issues talking about mm-hmm. something like this. Yes. Now. This is a safe space. Yeah. Now, I imagine you would be a great clinician, but you have others there. How many different folks do you have working with you? Um, currently, we have about 34 clinicians. Wow. Yes. So I'm Male and female. Male and female. Uh, majority female. Uh, we would love more male. Do, do more guys enjoy visiting with ladies about the problems, or do they, no, I can't go over that. Is there an, is there an issue in, in terms of gender that, that you found that most people would prefer to either uh, talk with somebody with the same gender, or is it cross-gender? I'm sure it's both, but uh, more often than not, what, what, what do you know? More often than not, uh, males prefer uh, male clients and okay. females prefer female clients and, and vice versa. You have some people who don't have a preference, yeah. but we do ask preferences. Okay. Yes, it's a part of our snaps, your strengths, your needs, your abilities, and your preference. And if it's a female, we notice that they usually like you know a female therapist and if a therapist says you know i'm really not connecting with this person maybe someone else is there kind of a tag off with with that it sure is so we have 34 different people so if you notice that then we'll address it with the patient how do you feel about us you know transitioning you into to a relationship with another clinician they're like okay that's fine and so then we'll see how that works so we're able to refer and then if you're a clinician and you don't feel like you know someone is dealing with uh, schizophrenic or psychosis symptoms and that's not your expertise you definitely want to refer them out or refer them to one of your teammates that's on our team Takia, you and Devron are co-CEOs of Turnaround Community Outreach yes. um, is there anything that we didn't discuss here in the, in the last few minutes that you, you know here's one other part of what we do that I just I love waking up in the morning and doing yes Um, I love waking up in the morning and just really following through with our mission and our mission at turnaround community outreach is to provide quality service to 
every person every time just increasing their mental health and well-being across the board so it whenever we are able to see our patients go through the discharge process because they have completed their goals and they can go out into society now and live life independently without depending on their counselor they have all the skills and they're equipped to now be discharged and to live independently without our services that feels so good there's a celebration That's a celebration. You have like a birthday party. It's for like somebody. a birthday party. Like they did it. They achieved their goals. They have the interventions and the tools that they need to be amazing. And knowing that they're not going to be stress free, right? There's right. going to be other incidences, a- but you've learned how to handle you've them. You've learned how to handle it. Yes. So I think that's our mission and to be able to employ as many people as possible and provide them with what they need in training our staff, figuring out who has leadership potential and who we can groom into being the clinical director or the medical director or even the new business administrator. So how can we groom our staff? Now, if I don't have a degree in psychology, would I still be welcome at uh Turnaround outreach, yes. Because there's a there's obviously different roles that you have. We do talk about who you like to employ or hire, and what you're looking for in terms of personality for people. Mm, Yes, so definitely it would help obviously if you had a master's in (laughs) theology and degrees left and right on on psychosis and and different breakdowns of how people think and work and all that but it's not necessary is it it's yeah not all the time like for for therapy of course we would like licensed clinicians but outside of that if you have a business degree okay hey we have a business aspect that you can learn how the operation side of the company works um if you have let's say administrative like that's an entire role there learning how to enroll patients um, keeping up with their charts and their documents ensuring that their privacy and the confidentiality of their um, treatment is being upheld then there's a you know working space for you but we want some interns and who we can groom right now we're looking for college students um you know in their intern and practicum level so that we can groom them into being great psychologists and social workers and mental health professionals now where are you located we're located um 20 uh, 2576 Lawrenceville Swanee Road, uh, Suite 201. That's Swanee, Georgia, 30024. Now, how would people get in touch with you? Is there a website? Do you have phone numbers? Yes. Uh, please, yeah. Okay. Share yes. that. So, um, our website is www.turnaroundlives.com. And we're also on social media. If you type in Turnaround Community Outreach, we'll be right there. Awesome. Oh, number phone number one more time. Okay, our phone number is 678-731-7727. And once again, you all, it's Turnaround Community Outreach, 2576 Lawrenceville, Swanee Road, Swanee, Georgia. Turnaround Community Outreach. Takiya, thank you so much for being here. I know uh, Divian was not able to be here. I met him. We were talking a little bit about football. He's an old Miss guy. Now, you're a Baton Rouge girl, Southern girl. Yes. And you end up meeting this uh, this old Miss Rebel guy, and you, you fell in love. Awesome. You moved to Atlanta. Yeah. Now, you met here. Is that right? Yes. Well, we actually met. We're both from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and then he went to Ole Miss for uh, to play football. Um, we met in Baton Rouge, and then 10 years later, we reunite here in Georgia. We get married, and now we are business partners, best friends, and husband and wife. <laughs>
And the athletic portion, that carries on. You've got a son? Yes. How old's your boy? Uh, he's 15 years old. And he's a stud now, he's is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes, he does. Just saying, yeah, right? Just yeah. Saying. I, I heard it through the grapevine. That, <laughs> and uh, all the best. And he's football, basketball, baseball, he's all of football. them? He's football. Yes. So Deuce Gerald's uh, plays for Collins Hill. He's an uh, outstanding athlete, but most of all, an outstanding student with a 3.7 GPA. We're just proud really? of him across the board. Did you make him sit in the front of the class with the highlighters and the tape recorder <laughs> and all the notes? He sits in the front of the yeah. class. Yeah, Good we've always him. stressed that because yeah. you learn there's limited distractions at the front of the class. So just overall, he's a great kid, and we have a two-year-old, and we believe that he's next in the pipeline for greatness. Golden children everywhere. Golden right? children yeah. everywhere. Deuce. And what's your littlest ones? Your Dallas. Dallas Gerald's. Do you ever get mad and just run out of D's with Devron, Deuce, and <laughs> Dallas? <laughs> All of you, just, just get the house clean. Let's go. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Takiya, thank you for being a guest with and us today. thank you for having me, Harper. This was amazing. Really enjoyed it and learned a lot. And I also realized that I don't know nearly as much as I should, right? We're always learning in terms of mental health and what the brain is capable of doing. It's just amazing. Yes. Well, thank you again. And thank you. Appreciate that. Takia Gerald's been our guest from Turnaround Community Outreach, and we're thankful for her. We're also thankful for our friends at Regents Bank. We're here to help your business and their financial future stay on track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide you in all areas of your growth. Get the resources that you need so every step that you take would be moving you closer to your business goals. Learn more by visiting their online site, Regions Community Bank or regionsbank.com forward slash commercial banking, Regions Bank member FDIC. Well, that's it for today's show. Mike, behind the uh, Behind the glass here at our studios here at the Sinista Hotel has said it is time to part. We've got to, we've got to move on and get ready, of, uh, ready for the rest of the day. We hope you have a terrific one. We want to thank you for tuning in to Business Radio X here today. Uh, for Stephen, for Mike, I'm Harper LaBelle. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Have a wonderful rest of your day.